Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I am Ty from the Input Architects. Round two. Round, Round two. two. Technical difficulties. We tried. We're here, though. Yeah, we we'll, we only got seven minutes in, so we'll try to <laughs> recap that seven minutes best we can here. But uh, So we were talking about... Uh, new you, music. New music, right. So you got some music coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. You showed it to me previously, and I've been really, really pumped about it since I heard it the first time. Really excited about the song mental health yeah so it's it's we had kind of discussed it's 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 not quite an ep it's a three p so three song single i think it's just a lot easier to sustain that kind of path you know every two months or every three months just releasing three songs that way you stay relevant i shoot for one i shoot it's not a huge yeah three months um but that's the kind of strategy i think i'm gonna implore for the next couple months so this is the project's gonna be called curtain call it's so far just been mostly recorded in my dining room in my house. Uh, and there's been videos on my socials about like what that process looks like, um, and in the process getting a new floors and getting a new puppy and all that, getting it mixed kind of on the fly, tracking it on the fly. Um, so it, three songs, I can do that without having to feel like it's just a, that huge, long, drawn-out process yeah. that an album creates. Seven to ten um, songs yeah. can be just daunting can to an extent. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to do some of it in a studio, some of it at home. Yeah, so let's um, talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So you recorded some of the scratch tracks you said at Eclipse. I did, so... And then you kind of changed your mentality after that, or...? Yeah, and it was kind of more so just... The time that I knew I was going to be able to commit to it needed to be like, okay, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here. And you just can't do that in a studio. Right. So I feel like for these three, I, I went to Eclipse to kind of get Scratch Track started for five songs total um, with a tempo and um, really polished sound. And I don't know if that was absolutely what was needed, but I took those tracks and I sent them to Kevin Yarger, who is the uh, old drummer for uh, Dan Hubbard and the Humidors and still a good friend of mine. He actually did the song, the drums in his own house on his time, which was And fantastic. by the way, they sound amazing. Yeah. They're like uh, true rock kit, I was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the You know, you get so used to those MIDI drums and those mm-hmm. samples, which sound great. I mean, they've, de- they've really, really come a long way and you can do a lot of cool stuff with that, but it's just like something about that liveness yeah. and it really kind of fits the genre of what I feel like you're putting out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I heard that mental health song I was just really excited about. You know, I've heard you play it in the past. Mm-hmm. And, uh, d- just pumped to, pumped to hear it kind of come t- into fruition. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't... It's not one that, like, I feel like I've heard you play a million times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, like, once every... You know, I see what your shows maybe twice a year, three times yeah. a year, and then like I'll, one of those maybe I'll hear that song. And you've you've writ, wrote that one a while ago, or yeah, that was actually written with Steve Tassio, also a good friend of mine. He just had a, a brand new baby, so we're saying congratulations to Steve Tassio. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but he's not on social media, so he probably won't even see this. <laughs> Regardless, so that's uh, he, it's one of those things where um, you just. It, it all comes in different sections and periods. I, I kind of forgot what we were saying. Anyway. <laughs> I was just talking about how you wrote that song. Oh, yes. Steve Tassio helped me co-write it. Um, so did you write that when you were in the the Humidors? That or? was Kylie App Band in probably... The <clears throat> riff probably came in 2014 and um, then just kind of went into the ether. And we played it as a band a handful of times. And then when the band kind of split... I had two kids in that time period and just kind of revisiting it, bringing it back to life. Um, started playing it live with a loop pedal and it just started to have a much more bigger sound to it. So having the live acoustic drums was necessary, but it's fun that uh, Steve helped me co-write it. He wrote that main riff. I wrote the, the verse uh, verses and chorus and all that kind of stuff, but that huge riff in the beginning, that's all him. 
um, that kind of groove. And then the drums at the end where Yarger lays an extra little salt and pepper layer of snare rolls uh, just to set that foundation for that kind of instrumental part. It's I'm really proud of that song. That's a really cool one. Yeah, and I could, I could tell you were kind of excited about it, but then I heard it and I was like, oh, that's why. Because yeah. it sounds really cool. And uh, I was I was saying earlier that uh, you know you did some really cool stuff with your voice in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Because, perf- you know, when you're playing it just by yourself at like a... a you know, a bar, venue, theater, club. yeah, yeah. More, more, I was even thinking like, uh, why can't I think of the word brewery or no, like yeah. a winery? You know, it's kind of a chill. Definitely not yelling into the microphone necessarily. I think I remember you playing at Pizza Works once in Peoria mm-hmm. when we did those couple of shows that were weird. Yeah, <laughs> those were weird shows. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember. I think I feel like I remember you playing it there and being like. What like what is that? Because there there's that second kind of movement in it where it, it, it like because uh, like transitions out of the first part of the mm-hmm. song, kind of goes to almost like an outro or something. I don't know what you'd call it exactly, but uh, I just remember that one really sticking out. So that's cool, it's awesome to see it like so coming to fruition. Yeah. Three songs. Uh, Louise is one that I've played for a while. Uh, that's always got a cool guitar solo that I finally had. Again, full drums to lay a foundation and actually kind of explore that space a little bit more i've I've obviously played that a lot so it's it's got its own kind of you know feel to it it's developed it's too. developed i feel like the, yeah. those two songs are pretty developed yeah what, what's the third one curtain call that's gonna be that's kind of more or less the title track which i was listening to today and i, I think i wish i had lowered the bass frequencies just a tiny bit it's a little heavy on the bass but the song's curtain call and that's kind of the the thesis for it so again going back to doing just three songs at a time i'm gonna do curtain call Act two, curtain call act three, curtain call act I gotcha. four. So it'll be, you know, hopefully just a year's transition. You know, three songs every once a month is pretty much the kind of timeline that I'm writing or perfecting and getting the drums ready and all that kind of stuff. But I'm and trying you'll get to, even smoother with yeah. it the more you do it, and and also trying to focus on coinciding those with pawn shop series, the right. episodes that we're doing for those. Um, you know, if I can do three or four of those a year to kind of be in the off months of when I'm releasing new music, and then have a new guest artist come on, play another original song, and kind of just you know, have this path for a song to go, have this path for kind of promoting myself, for co-promoting other artists and helping them have um, a cool you know, content to be created. Right. The whole idea is just, you and I have talked about this a million times, is trying to get back to other musicians around us and be that mentor for the younger kids. And just um, be, be in the scene, you know? Like the it's, scene. it's so easy to get, like, out of it and just, like, not... Like, I feel like I've, you know, been bad at that at certain points. Mm-hmm. But trying to find a way kind of back into it and trying to, you know, everybody help everybody, and that's kind of, a, I think, the best mentality mm-hmm. for, you know... I, I mean, as far as helping every, everyone you know if we can collectively kind of boost ourselves yep. up and artists and venues i right. mean that's that's part of it too i mean there's so many spots that you've played at that i see you on the schedule and i i call them and be like hey my buddy ty just played there i know that he's a good representation for being a professional person and we've talked about professionalism and i've heard i don't talked about it on the right. podcast too but you know I, I have i see you play somewhere i'm going to call that place and see if i can get a gig there right. too it's and i feel like the, at, at, a, at a certain point like maybe that might have been frowned upon a little bit like kind of stealing venue venue but i mean i i'm all about it yeah. I, if anybody sees me play anywhere definitely hit them up you know mm-hmm. and i do the same thing that you're talking about with you and you know i probably have 15 other musicians that i follow i'm always looking for screenshots of their calendar and, just, <laughs> yeah. and maybe them call you know 
it's it's one of those things where musicians the if we want to do this for a living that that what that role looks like has evolved so drastically from what it was in the 90s and 2000s to now we have to be online marketers we're social media creators we booking, are bookers. booking we are video content we're now editing videos now we're self-recording uh, going live self-recording you know studios in our living rooms video editor video editors i mean you name it we're we're trying to hustle to make this a job so anytime we can kind of have these these benefits or these i call them like breadcrumb trails like Hey, I'm trying to get into video. I'm like, boom! Here's three things that I think you're gonna need gear-wise, and here's a couple tips. Be on your way. And as um, we were saying earlier, like you know, being being so dialed into this stuff, you kind of have you become a little bit of a nerd about yeah. some of this stuff. So then, you know, it's uh, it's fun to talk to other musicians that are interested into it. You know, because you've you've had to like deep dive into these certain things, like video editing, like mm-hmm. we were talking, or the broadcasting thing that you were showing me mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, so, you know, we, we, and then we have nobody else to talk to about it. So like when we, you know, we, we start going, it's just like, and with you and I, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't see each other a ton or we don't really like, I mean, we text every once in a while, but it's like when we're here together, it's like, we feel like we both just have to say a million (laughs) million things. (laughs) It's, and it's nice to do it as a podcast because it's like, okay, now I get to rewatch this conversation and, and really kind of delve into uh, what does this look like you know for seeing something from a third eye can always benefit you and make yeah and you might have you might miss i have to rewatch all of them because i'm editing (laughs) everything so it's like you might have missed something when like in the conversation maybe space for a second and then you go back oh that was a good point and then you like can kind of take take that into account but yeah i think musicians helping musicians super beneficial all around and uh you know there's not there's so many bars and so many places to play you know, it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not winner take all. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because somebody else it's has a show. It's part of the scene. It's be part of the right the and show. It's I, it's taken me probably too long to come back to that kind of real because you know you get in this habit of just playing every weekend and you play. You know, I'm I play out of town a lot. Like I don't play in the Bloomington scene a whole lot. You know, I have a few spots, so it's easy to kind of fall out of touch with a lot of people. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that's great about this podcast is, you know, have an excuse to sit down with, you know, you mm-hmm. or Alex Gerard or Ryan Wolf or, you know, any of J- Justin was. Uh, yeah, I, read, I listened to that podcast, yeah. too. And uh, that that was that was that was a fun conversation. And I've never sat down and really had a, you know, really long conversation just to kind of see what he was all about, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, really cool guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, you just it's it just provides a, a medium for us to communicate and uh, an excuse to get together because mm-hmm. we don't have that unfortunately like you with your you know you got kids plus you're yeah. playing shows plus you're recording it's so hard to find time unless, unless we carve it out yeah when you have and for me it's it's always been i've been self-employed since like i was 20 so i'm a realtor uh Landlord, I've got a couple rental properties. Uh, I've got my home inspecting license, so I'm doing that quite a bit as well, just t- kind of helping buyers understand what the asset they're looking at. But then I'm also a musician, and I'm also a father, I'm also a husband, and I need to be able to be all of these things at a very high level, you know, but at different times. So, so it's not like, hey, just come hang out, maybe we'll play guitar. 
you know, see what happens. It's like we're gonna come and we're gonna have a we in have depth a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, that's and good. Put yeah. it in the calendar. And yeah, we're gonna talk and um, hopefully get get to the bottom of some things. We are gonna get to some the bottom things, of some things. Get some content out of it. I'm and, running uh, for president. Yep. I'm just gonna tell you that right 20, now. Wait, you're anytime. Write me in anytime you want. <laughs> right. Kyle Yaffa, president. Right. Education right. and infrastructure. That's the only key political things we're going to talk about. All Education right. and infrastructure. Everybody knows now. You announced. 2024, 2026, 20, uh, Senate. Yeah. I'm, I'm running for senator, too. You can write me in for governor, <laughs> senator, uh, city council, town council, mayor, governor. All of it. He'll and take president. anything. Yeah. He'll take anything. Maybe just. Uh, Lieutenant governor sounds good. That's Lieutenant that's, in the title. Yep. That's, and just kind of a little bit more, less. One one from the camera, like one one row back right. from the so actual governor. Maybe a little less uh, responsibility too. I don't mind. You, you probably have to. I just to want do... to be a little bit more of the right, not the center. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, well you heard it here, folks. You can write vote for me. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the EP a little bit. Yeah. So you have uh, Louise and and uh, so curtain call and mental health and this three. Right. So uh, let's talk about Louise a little bit. When did okay. you write that one? That is an older song. That's probably 2015. Four, um, but that is a song about a guy who's got a girlfriend. Girlfriend goes down to Tennessee to chase her music career. Um, and the guy back home in Illinois gets jealous. He kind of starts stalking from afar. Um, and it, the story is kind of like trying to get a hold of, of Louise, um, and at a, in the bridge, it, he kind of loses his mind, goes down there, and you know kills her. And then he comes back and he says, "Operator, send some flowers down to Tennessee." So dark song. The kind of thesis behind it is my wife loves those kind of murder mystery things. So it's like, you know, right. sometimes they're just on in the background. It's like, <laughs> and you get a little hook. And it's like, what am I gonna write the, the rest of this about? And it's like, oh, he's gonna kill her, of course. Right. That's the only reasonable conclusion of this song. That's uh, funny. And then you know she's dead, and it's the the solo at the end, just kind of like the goodbye. That that solo is very cool. Yeah, I've I've always liked doing that kind of rock rock and roll. I mean, yeah. Um, and we've talked about like the loops and the background drums of stuff being alive just seems so much more what I want to do. Um, and whether that be live performances, but also... And there is a cool version of that from your first pa episode uh, of the Pawn yeah. Shop series. Yeah, so, so Pawn Shop series episode one that was at Monster Pawn. We are in the works for Monster Pawn 3, so... Uh, not Monster Pawn... Um, the Pawn Shop series episode three, it's going to be at uh, Midwest Exchange, which is a Monster Pawn subsidiary. Right. And then I think the next one is going to be in the Springfield location, oh, which cool. has a slightly so different get, name to getting it. Getting out of town. Monster Pond. Are you going to try to get a Springfield local or are you going to bring somebody from around here? That's down a good question. I, I would have to, I've got a couple people that are in that area that I think would be interested in it. Um, I think that'd be cool. Like I'm going to try to start taking kinda... it a little bit more regional, not too terribly far, because I do have a. The sound guy and video guys who have been absolutely awesome. Yeah, like Toads yeah. is my sound guy. Um, he's also a drummer in about a thousand bands and plays guitar. Plays too, guitar. He's in. He's does just, everything. He's in the scene. Right. He's in the scene. He is. He about. is a guy that he is the scene. He's, he's in the scene. In the scene. Um, We're kind of on the like the 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 out out looking in. He's like in the center, maybe. Yeah, he's in. He's downtown. <laughs> um, so he's uh, he's my sound guy and. Uh, Anthony Pegg, who's my videographer, um, so far he's been just, he's got, he brings three cameras and usually Toads sets up the sound stuff and he's also holding the camera. So Anthony's just, he's great at videography as well too. So that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to focus on what we're, you know, the breadcrumbs, like 
have this kind of path of people who can help along the way, have this kind of path who you can, uh, you know, hire out to do these things because that's what they're passionate about. And just you grow the scene, grow, grow everyone's well, opportunities. And it's like sometimes with a lot of musicians, there's not, you know, because we get so isolated with our own shit, mm -hmm. you know, that it's like there's not an easy end in a lot of the time because mm -hmm. like you're, you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. Um, you know, it might not even be that we're bi that the person, the musician's busy. It might just be that, you know, we don't. How are you going to start that conversation? So, mm -hmm. uh, getting having something like the pawn shop series, like, oh, I've seen you play. You're you're really good. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's have you on the show. And then you know, you you just develop a relationship just from that one thing where it's like, you know, you're you're you're. You enjoy the, each other's performances, but then you start to talk outside of the performance, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Oh, well, you know, may, maybe you can help with this, or maybe it's just a cool thing." And mm -hmm. I think that the more the more stuff like that we can do, I think the better. Yep. But uh, so Louise, and then um, Kurt Call. Yep. So that's the new one. Yep. Brand. New yeah, that new one. The it's. The words were just written pretty much, they were kind of just finished as uh, to be part of this. So the, even I think the scratch tracks, I don't think I had the verses written. I just knew the spaces that they were going to be and I had the melody in my head, but kind of filling out what the words were going to be. And then um, one of the coolest parts about this, that song is where like the guitar solo starts is just so light and airy and that tone is completely just being plugged into a laptop and you couldn't tell me that that wasn't a tube amp in a, in a big huge open room it's so it just, just has like a really good uh the tone of the sample. solo i was just really really happy with and that's direct into the right. into logic that's cool uh, i can't remember what the the, the emulated was. amp yeah. or whatever um but it's it you couldn't tell me that wasn't a tube amp if if it wasn't Technology's crazy, man. It's, it's starting coming. to get real. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the you know all the stuff you see about the chat GB, GPT and the... I had him writing some song. I actually went live. <laughs> uh, I live streamed on Twitch, and it was me just laying down a loop on my little loop station that I've been playing around with a lot. And uh, I told the audience what I was going to do. I'm going to type into chat GPT. This is what I want the song to be about. Write me 12 verses, and I kind of just picked and choose from those 12 verses. But for the most part, I just kind of just started singing a melody to what Chat GPT. But I told it, uh, you're a songwriter from the Midwest. You grew up in the 90s trying to make relatable content. The story is about, uh, I think this one was a, a guy who gets himself into bad situations. So each verse needs to be a funny story about a you know, romantic comedy or um, funny situations or precarious situations that the main character antagonist gets himself into. So it wrote 12 verses, each one of them like four lines, just kind of like a little you know, four lines short story about getting yourself into a funny situation. And the chorus was just kind of illustrating that that's, that's the, you know, bad situation was the, the hook. So it turned out pretty cool. The verses weren't probably good enough to be like considered a hook or, you know, great fantastic lyrical content, but the, the fact of it being used as a tool now, I well, mean, it spit it out in 20 honestly, seconds. Honestly, it's kind of scary because, it is. because, you know, I've I've seen the AI produce music now too, so it's like, okay, well that's, you know, they're, they're not just coming for, AI isn't just coming for the job at the grocery store, yeah. they're also coming for, because I mean, think about it, if you can just... Scripts. Movie scripts, yeah, movie scripts, paintings, but Jokes. If you, but we'll we'll get replaced because it's like you could pay for an actual musician to come and do the background music to a, a of some short film mm -hmm. or some you know YouTube video, or 
you know, go the cheap route, and you can you can literally specify exactly the genre. Mm-hmm. You can give it like samples of stuff, and uh, you know, for kind of the vibe you're going for, and it will spit something out that's original and will probably work just fine. And the better that gets, you know, it's it's just like a crazy. You know, art is gonna be weird. So. <laughs> it already is. Yeah, weird. but it's, yeah. it's. I feel like we're right it's on the cusp. Supposed to be weird. Well, right, but it's it's like the original artists. Like, are, are they gonna get lost in the fray? I wonder. I mean, I, I'm sure some will, right? Don't you think we kind of already are? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a I weird mean, what time. You're, what you're fearful of is already happening, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's like, you know, a lot of musicians, I feel like, make money on, like, the they get their Scoring song or licensed yeah. or, you know, getting some indie movie that, you know, kind of blows them up. I remember, uh, I like the Lumineers, they had a song called Ho Hey that mm-hmm. blew up because it was a, the background music in a sports center thing, you know, they got licensed like for that. or something, yeah. It was, like, just like a theme that came on the screen a lot. I think it was just like the ho hey part. One of their hits for uh for like a this event coming up or something like that I right. think it was. Yeah. And then uh yeah, so then they blew up from that and I'm sure they made you know, you get you get some sort of money that way, then you can start to really do some stuff. Invest in your career. Right. Yeah. Right. Well it's hard to do that for me. You you got the other avenue which is probably smart where you're, <laughs> you're but you know, <laughs> working a full time three full time jobs and then doing music as another full-time job kind of thing that's, right that's that but more so out of necessity i think too <laughs> yeah but that's what i mean like if you got something licensed in a movie maybe you could get rid of a couple of those focus more on the music go on tour oh, yeah. more you know it'd be much easier to chase the dream and then so with the all when this, it pays for itself <laughs> right, right, right. At, least, at least breaks even you know like you know you're not you're not spending overspending yeah but um so it's like with all this new stuff. I, I mean, is that gonna happen less? Is it already happening less? I don't really know. Is. I don't. I don't. I I know that I've heard some stuff that's like not bad, you know. And it's only gonna get better, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's. I mean, it's gonna be like such a weird like idea to actually have somebody sit and play music uh, actually plays and sings it i mean i don't think that'll ever get weird or out of out of stuff i think there'll always be someone playing at a bar like acoustic gigs well okay but let's talk about like you're still relying that there we're not going to devolve as a society into dystopian future where we're all just oh like, we're, i think we're there i think what you're saying i think that's more likely that <laughs> i'm not so much worried about the future of music business as i am on just the, the music to, or to just inhabit the world the, yes yeah, exactly. The, the dystopian. I'm already to the point where I've I've thought that that is you know I'm just inevitable. trying to prepare them to have <laughs> as many resources at the time when it, when when shit hits the fan they're gonna have some place to go. Probably that's, smart. That's I, I'm, I'm thinking too on. small. Doomsday what... prepper here. Not. <laughs> you, I don't care about the future of the music business or what AI is gonna do. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna have a functioning. Well, society with the aliens point. coming, probably not as. Yeah. Um, well, if you bring them to the equation, that also makes it a little bit more fuzzy. <laughs> It's been so weird. I don't. Everything's weird. I I try to not focus on the stuff that you know you see. Aliens are fun. It's just a fun thing. So I do end up and look at those silly videos, and I know that they're probably not real, but I get excited about it. But it's like, 
you know, you, you don't pay attention for so long and then all of a sudden something catches your attention and then, you know, you're kind of, you look into it more and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what? Have you heard of Ja Morant, the ba- uh-uh. basketball player? Just one crazy headline after the next, one crazy head, like just weird stuff that he's been doing and it's like, you eventually you hear about it, it's like, what? So what's this one person doing? And then you look and it's like not one long drawn out thing. It's like, no, he's doing this, 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 and this, and this. Um, but it's, or... The people who believe in the QAnon stuff. There's rabbit. I was watching a uh, what are they called docu series about it because it was a seven part docu series and it's like explaining how it started. You know, four chan to jump to eight chan and where all these people and networks and who's Q and all these de- decoded messages. It's like people have enough time to do to do that right. to think about that stuff that yeah. in depth and think. Well, especially you. I mean, you got the kids and the three jobs and being a musician. I what mean, are you doing with your life? Yeah. <laughs> well, and but it's, in the same sense, it's like okay, well, you kind of do need to pay attention to an extent because, like, for you, for your kids and stuff, you're thinking about that. I, I, uh, you know, I get so so dialed into the music stuff that you know I get very like you know uh, circle view tunnel vision tunnel yeah. vision. That's what I was trying to say. I can't find words. To today Uh, but anyway uh and then and then you veer out for just a second and you're like what like what is happening in like it's not it's it's not just one thing it's like you it's every single faucet of like just being alive now it's so weird we just went from like chat gbt to the end of society to back to music business i mean that's just what life is like out there so sometimes the artist has to just tune it out and focus on what they're doing um, and trying to make it easy for them to do that. That's Well, that's one good thing about yeah. the tech, you know, is the tech mm-hmm. has made it a lot easier to do it, but then all these other weird things that come along with all this crazy tech that's that's happening, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to be replaceable to an extent. And I, you know, I was going to say earlier when you were saying, well, you, you don't think it's ever going to be weird for a musician to, you know, be an actual live performer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I don't know. I, I I was watching watching some movie the other day from like and it, it took place in like the fifties or the sixties. Mm-hmm. And you just think like if you were a musician back then, you were a magician. Like people, was, you yeah. were magic. You just stole the attention. Like there was nothing else to pay attention to. Like you don't. No one had you, a phone. No right, one had. No, I mean, you barely had newspapers. You have like a radio yeah. that Maybe, was exciting. Yeah. Maybe that was how you'd entertain yourself. You got books. But I mean, if you could like get on a stage and like perform, I mean, and then you think about be gods, yeah, yeah, be exactly. gods, exactly. <laughs> of course, but, uh, it would yeah. be harder to be a god. It'd be harder to be the people that broke through. It'd be harder to be the person that, you know, it's easier to learn guitar today than I think probably yeah. ever before. Yeah, you have to want to do it. That's yeah. the big, the big, you know, the the, the what makes I'm just saying, taking us from 2023 and placing us in 1969, right. and, and then putting an instrument in our hands and be like, we already know some of these artists are, the, you know, that at that, like, you had Hendrix that was playing at the time. What if you just, like, showed up and just started playing like Hendrix, and people would be like, oh my god. He, <laughs> That's a and then real you start back play, to the future situation. And then you start playing, like, 80s hair metal, and they're like, <gasps> Johnny be good back to the future classic yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the white situation the white guy that does the now very 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 uh I don't know. Just takes credit for stuff that oh, the whitewashing of, of <laughs> right African American music. Yeah, where Michael J. Fox was really the guy who wrote Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Technically, just stealing. makes sense. Yeah, but uh, checks out. 
<laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I think about that often. I mean, even in the 80s and 90s, like, I feel like there were way more gatekeepers as far as, like, trying to break through to the masses. Yeah. But, I mean, if you could play and sing and, you know, entertain a crowd... I mean, there was nothing else to do. Like, that that would be, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. Now it's just so hard to grab people's attention away from their cell phone, which, you know, I don't mind. I mean, again, the, the tech has been awesome for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's it's made a lot, a lot of things more accessible, but in the same regard, like, you know, I, I feel like anybody can make music, even mm -hmm. if they're not a musician. Like, they can DJ stuff, or they can, you know, get some, some app that helps them out with chord progressions. And yeah, or just looking online for some of them, just be like, okay, it's a one, four, five, six, and it's, how crazy can it be from there? Right, and I mean, I, I, I have a, I think even on the garage band, you can just, like, punch in whole chords of things and if you pick a key you, you know you get like this much music theory down mm -hmm. you can write a whole song and not even and then you can make it sound pretty darn good too with with the with the tech but it's like so hard to because it, it's but get it ex i mean you, it's free to get it out there it's very very cheap to get it out there but then getting it to the people getting from eyes on out that. yeah yeah because i can post some songs on my website you know one every afternoon if I had the time to do it and you know no one's going to that website to find it you have to make you have to go out and promote it to the other it's people it's all about that after after market kind of uh, pr promo mm -hmm. you know it's it's you, you can make you could make you could, I'm not saying I've made masterpieces but you could make a masterpiece mm -hmm. and nobody would li nobody would hear it if you don't do that extra th that extra all the extra, the extra steps, steps that, that get it out yeah yeah it's 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 such a just a different time but again there's no there's nobody at the door being like ah you don't have it you know mm -hmm. I, I feel like back in those days there was probably a lot more of of you can know you that get to rejection the yeah can you get to the labels like, i don't need it i don't need a label why would i point? yeah why would i get one at this point unless they could really really do a lot for me but i mean i've had i've had some some people talk to me here and there about you know trying and it's all just it sounds like it's stuff alone. i could do myself it's alone yeah well, that that the record the classic record deal is yeah. is alone yeah, yeah you're you're getting a loan to do a badass album which is cool mm -hmm. i mean that would be nice to have you're paying for. all the resources <laughs> to record like one really cool album but you know some of it gets shelved and never gets released uh and then you're paying like you're saying you're paying it back for years and years of sometimes your merch sales or mm -hmm. your live shows just to you know get get it paid off and you might not ever get it paid mm -hmm. off which i mean you could just take out a loan yourself <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, with a local bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't know how uh, much of a requirement like an actual record deal is, but a lot, I, I guess the ones that have contacted me have been more like distribution deals, and it's like, well, I already you have need to distribute it to to promote it, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like I already have it out. Like, I mean, I, I, what what are you really doing for me that I can't do for myself? Mm -hmm. Is the question that yeah. you start to ask, and. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of swindlers out there, ultimately, sure. too. Uh, and being a musician, we're so we're such easy targets a lot of the time. Like, I've had so many conversations with people that are like, yeah, this guy from Nashville, he, he 
called and left a message or I got this email and uh, you know they said that you know we 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 could uh, you know go go record an album or mm-hmm. uh, or I can play this really cool venue if I pay snake oil salesman yeah if I pay a hundred dollars I can play this venue with you know this cool lineup or something you know it's always because we we want we're, we're chasing this dream we want this dream to happen so badly mm-hmm. that when somebody just like acknowledges you know what what we're doing and says good things about it we're like it's happening. I'm so jaded now that I'm like, oh, thank yeah. you, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get th- you you have to get there. Uh, yeah. a, it's honestly a better place to be because then you're not taking up all these people and these weird offers that yeah. don't really do anything. You just end up paying money to you know not really have anything, res- no no results, you yeah. know. And we're we're just easy prey. I I, I had one uh, that happened to me probably a year or two ago. Where uh, it was an Instagram one, they uh, uh, they ask if if I would write a. Su- they're like, oh, I really like all your music on Instagram. It's really cool. Um, would you be interested in writing a song for my, you know, my my? I think it was granddaughter for her birthday, and you know, I'll pay you this much money. And uh, so I did it. I I halfway knew it was just BS, but I was like. You know, it was, it was kind of a fun experiment, honestly, just yeah. to write the song. Because they gave me, like, this l- weird list of, you know, interests. And then it was like, okay, well, let's just see what I can do with it. I'll send them. I'm not going to send them money. Yeah. I'm not going to do, you know, as soon as the money thing comes into play, I'm like, I'm out. But um, They were asking you for money? Well, let, I'll get into it. Uh, so, you know, I, I spent, like, two hours fucking around on GarageBand. Yeah. And, you know, came up with something that I thought was kind of kind of cute you know because a little little girl yeah birthday and uh she's into princesses so you know. um but uh and uh so i send it back and uh he says something the the, the person says uh oh i accidentally ma- made the money order out for i put they put an extra zero at the bank i'll just i'll just send you the check and then you know you can cash it and just send me back you know, the um, remainder yeah. and it's like obviously that's a red flag like anytime anybody because why, why wouldn't you just send the right cancel amount. that check and then send a different one zero and then there's there, there's like a there's so like, 100 became a thousand right well it was i think it was like 500 bucks but they did 5,000 so it was like i'll send you that you just send me the 4,500 back after and it's like you can't make out another check and then they go into some story about how um, which at this point is kind of you know I'm entertained by yeah, it I think where I'm just like seeing where where what they're saying and and they're like well it's it's actually a trust that is my granddaughter's and I can't change it and I'm like what are you talking about like <laughs> like why would you be spending okay well then mail me the check I'm gonna go cash it and not and then close my bank account. <laughs> right well that's what you should have I think I think you just get you would get in trouble for that because you'd be essentially it would be a fraud you know well, it's not it's like, right. I cash the check I'm waiting for it to clear I close my bank account I'm going to go deposit this this 4500 as a money order and send it back to you but the bank would be mad at you I think if you did that like if you because you're really stealing their money because the money order the check that they're sending you is it's fraudulent yeah it's not it's it's a bounce check essentially well, doesn't that go on the person who wrote the check and we're going too deep yeah I don't cool really story. know That's I don't a good really story. know yeah but it's and and then since then I've had this happen like eight or nine times. So it's like somebody hits me up on Instagram 
And he uh, fell for it once. Maybe we can get him to <laughs> well, try I, I don't further. Even, I don't think they communicate. You know, yeah. I think they just like they'll go to anybody's page and they're like, "Oh, a musician. I could probably, you know." And you're excited when you hear you're going to get paid five hundred to just do something that you do anyway. You know, like yeah. that, that'd be a. I wish there was more people like that in the world. Just more billionaires who are just like, huh, how do I want to spend five grand helping ten people that I? No, uh, you five hundred bucks. I mean, why aren't these billionaires doing that? I don't know. Why are billionaires exist? Yeah, I don't know. It's too much capital in the hands of too few. They have too much power. They own the government. And. Every, the, everything else soon, oh, right? Everything. Because the, we're only going to be renting, is what I hear. Not too long in the future. Nobody's going to own anything. That's why you got to buy shit now. Well, I'm not doing a very good job of that. I got some guitars, I guess, but that's about it. Uh, but, yeah, so it's you just like. Sell your soul. <laughs> I've tried that. Didn't. didn't you have to have a soul, I think. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, uh, so, the, you know, these. these, these Instagram messages come in and I'm just like I'm interested by the type of the type of person that would you know spend and I want like deep down is like how many people fall for this there's got to be people that do it otherwise they wouldn't do yeah, it yeah why would they spend I mean, their time even one in ten would probably I mean if I went down that rabbit hole to try to scam someone and it worked one in ten times sure I'm gonna do it a hundred times <laughs> yeah and it's really easy to I mean you're doing it all through Instagram so I mean if somebody doesn't get back to you just next person you know you know what they've also done going back to chat GPT is they've integrated it with some of these like online CRMs so like uh, it can automatically send out content or not content but but messages to people who are likely so it's it's actively starting to do the work for you yeah. at, at, even in sales too so and which is like crazy which scammers will definitely be all over, <laughs> yeah. all over but. i i used to get the irs one all the time where it's like the people from sounded like it's always a phone accent, call yeah like indian maybe or i don't know but uh, very thick accent and telling me that I owe the IRS a bunch of money and you just think like I'm sure this works ha, 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 I don't have a bunch of money and I haven't made a bunch of money either <laughs> I'm very poor <laughs> joke's on you so is my landlord You're, he also wants a lot of money <laughs> and then you know so, so I got a kick out of that even then. you know the first time you get that call you're a little worried you're like what's going on and then uh they, uh, they left a robot message first, so that's even scarier because you don't have the accent to oh, tell them. God, yeah. And then they want you to and then know, they sound give, really them, serious. give them your social security uh, number, you know, before too long and your credit card number before too long to pay yep. these fines that you are, you know, it's not even our government, you yep. know, it's not somebody in a different country completely. And uh, so, you know, you go down these, where I was getting these calls, you know, probably got five or six of them total throughout, like, and you just listen to them talk. You know, I maybe had a little too much time in my hands. <laughs> you know, I, I would let I would let them, and they eventually get really mad at you, and they start like swearing at you, and you're like, "It's your fault, bro. You called me." <laughs> right. Well, you want to waste their time because yeah. it's like they're trying to scam you. So you know, sometimes I just put the phone on speaker and just play guitar for a little bit or something. Like if mm-hmm. I was at work, or I just like you know try because it's it's such a speaker but mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To let them keep. keep talking themselves around circles yeah. or or i'll just talk you know well I, I would talk maybe maybe i'd give them five minutes and try to try to see if i could get you know, a ride string them well you want to string them along first you want to make them think that it's going to happen and then you get to the to a point where you're bored with it and you're like yeah yeah that doesn't sound real mm-hmm. and then they just get like you know they've spent all this time talking to you already you know usually so they know right away whether you're into it or out of it and 
but that was really popular for a long time. But you know, these things happen with musicians. I feel like extra. It's always like, oh, if you just give me this much money, I'll do this for you. Mm. And it's like, well, first, couldn't I do that myself? Like, mm. what, what what's the difference between? And a lot of times, it's just empty stuff. Like, even uh, like the Instagram buys and stuff. Like, I'm always, I get those, you know, we kind of talked about that the other day. I get those question, questions every time I put a, a cer- certain hashtags. Like, I feel like people just have an alert on their... Uh, like new music. And right. Those Instagram, uh, hey, I can boost your Instagram followers for, for 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Right. All those times, every, they're just following hashtags to find you. Exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, I get the, I have two different Instagrams now. So I have the Unput Architects one and the Ty John Charlie one. And... It's like sometimes I'll post the same thing on both, mm-hmm. and then I'll get the exact same message from each. Or, or uh, you know, uh, I, I have done some of that in the past just to kind of try it out. And I do feel like there's a lot of bots that I mean, it's it's never, you know, you want you just want an easy button so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that goes for everybody. Maybe it's not just musicians, but you know, you want like the in on uh, like TikTok. Sometimes you see all these like business startups like if you just do this you'll make five thousand dollars in two months mm-hmm. there's you know some 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 you know uh twenty-five thousand like dollars and i'll build you a passive income stream that provides you five thousand dollars a month right and you're like it's I, too good to be true if, if it's too good to be true it's yeah, too good to be true right right <laughs> and there's just so much of that yeah that it can be frustrating which you know I, partially why i want to talk about it is because you know if if you're one of the younger musicians, I, I feel like younger people are probably more used to the, especially digital side of yeah. that stuff. It's the I, older folks that have a little bit of trouble getting and it, swindled. It, it took me, you know, a little bit to, I remember we played this show at the Congress Theater, which, you know, in retrospect was cool. You know, I got to play at a really, on a really cool stage, but it was like a battle of the bands pay to play thing. Louis? Uh, Congress Theater, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. And, uh, you know, it it's a scam. I mean, it's what it is, is a scam. They okay. rent out a building, yeah. and every band, and there's like maybe, I think there was over 100 bands. So every band play, pays $100. You know, they rent out the space for a day, and then, you know, they make pro- profit. And it, um, it was yeah. like a, a few-day event. So, you know, they, whatever, the, it's a lot of money, I think, ultimately. And uh, it was a really cool show, but it's like... Anytime anybody asks you to pay, you know, you should be, you're, uh, some, some light should be flickering at mm-hmm. you, like, what is this really? And, uh, again, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun experience, and I was young enough that, you know, maybe, maybe it was okay, but mm-hmm. I probably, sh- you know, you shouldn't waste the, the money, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I had, like, a camera crew, and, I mean, there was no way we were going to win it, like, mm-hmm. there, first off, there was, like, a thousand heavy metal bands it seemed like so it's like just genres same, yeah. all over the place like how are you gonna pick a winner out of this when the you know the field is very heavily weighted in one right, one right, section you're right just gonna, or you're just gonna slice off that end of it right in the first round like <laughs> right sorry you're not winning <laughs> yeah because we don't like that genre so you just that or yes this is the only genre that's gonna win because this is the one who's brought all the fans too right well that's yeah I mean I don't even think it was like that like I don't remember I think it was like judges or something I don't know but it's just like you run into that stuff so much when you're first starting out and like I said you just want it to be true so bad you just want somebody to be like you you, you see movies and you see things and they, they make it seem like somebody's just gonna come up and just 
offer you mm-hmm. everything on a silver platter at some point in your music career and you know it's fiction I, mm-hmm. I mean maybe maybe a long time ago one in a million that would actually happen mm-hmm. but I just don't think it really happens anymore I think if you're going to get some sort of break it's going to be because you're already doing something that you know somebody sees that they can make money on yeah. like you, if you have you know two million followers or whatever they'll see that and be like okay well this person clearly is uh the, you know, there's there's no risk involved mm-hmm. in signing this artist. I don't think there's anybody that takes risk on artists anymore. So, if if you're not, and if you're if you have two million followers, do you need other like an actual record label or you know, do you need all that extra stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's it's it's, it's weird. Or run bear. That's the two kind. Of, I think the the groups in the middle are going to have the hardest time. The groups at the top. You know the big budgets and all that kind of stuff. That's that's a whole different side of the business. I feel like the ones who have bare bones operations, who are finding ways to hustle to make these little side income streams, whether it be songwritings, lessons, um, you know, production and stuff like that, helping other artists out along the way. Those are the ones who can financially support themselves, albeit on a much smaller scale. Those ones in the middle usually they have a lifestyle that almost requires them to have other other incomes that are completely other other related yeah and we've all done that i mean Um, i i've i've i had worked full-time forever mm -hmm. you know at at some different it's like the best situation i could have been in for a musician you know i worked in a music shop that's like you know pretty much as far as like a shitty nine to five that's like top of the line but at a certain point it's i don't know i just never i never feel I've never felt like I've wanted a real job before, you mm-hmm. know, like a like a nine to five type thing. I just feel like my mind doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've been waiting so long to get out of that, and then I finally did, and it's it's been you know a, a huge relief on my brain, mm-hmm. but obviously it hurts the pocket a little bit, and then you're mm-hmm. having to figure out some extra stuff. But you know, I focus more time on the music, so obviously the, I think that kind of comes out on the other end you know Mm -hmm. where you can see that i'm spending more time on things that are more time on the music and more time on the the content creation and promotion and Mm -hmm. pretty much all the faucets we talked about earlier of everything because you have to be able to do a million things like it you have to and and it's it's frustrating but it's like do you want i mean there's two kinds of musicians there's people that just make music and they don't care if people hear it that much or like show their buddy and they're like yeah that's cool and then there's musicians that want to do it for a living Mm -hmm. and the the people that want to do it for a living like that's that's the price you pay Mm -hmm. like that's the price of admission you have to do all these extra things and yeah it's frustrating but i mean do you believe in what you're doing and is that really what you want to do with your life? If that's really what, you, then I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of grunt work, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are annoying and frustrating, and rejection, and all. They weren't the on the job description when I signed up for it. They weren't listed in that category. <laughs> no, not that said, at all. This is also what you're going to be doing. It, it was more or less like I saw that I was going to be able to play shows in front of big crowds and have a lot of fun on the weekends, and then come home and then live my life throughout the week writing and creating music. They didn't tell me I had to do all the extra stuff. And it, it's gotten the promotion. I think, exponentially worse since we started and since covid too like everything changed in with covid being you know so many people just lost gigs like two years worth of gigs and 
had to go do something else, and some of them never aren't going to ha- be able to. I mean, I lost my job. It. Yeah. I mean, um, my, my, my business closed yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, couldn't do I lessons had, in a secluded little room. By I, had to, I yeah. definitely had to learn how to do the virtual. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been hugely beneficial in the long run, which a lot of the stuff that I had to learn through COVID was beneficial because it's like this digital place we're headed like. You know, I wasn't, like, actively opposed, but I wasn't, like, deep diving nearly as much yeah. as I was when that happened. It's like you the had to do it. kids these days are going to be, like, crazy at it. Like, they're going to be just otherworldly when just, it comes to and, and then, I, I, so kind of going back to what we were saying earlier with the musicians back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah. where there wasn't all the, like, for them to imagine, like, just having a radio mm-hmm. you know or, or or just like having a landline and calling yeah. so, like it's so far removed at this point that it's like they have no idea and that's going to get so much crazier in the next like 10 years and mm-hmm. then you, you know it's exponential so it's just so nuts and happens much it happens quicker over time then too right yeah. and so like by the time your kids have kids I mean, they, they're going to have no semblance of what your childhood was like and I'm sure it's been like that to an extent you know for you know, since generations, the 80s, maybe since the nineties. I mean, yeah. I mean, the even, biggest changes then were like computers, but like what, computers in the eighties versus computers. The difference between like a 2018 computer and a 2020 computer is light, still like a million times better than what any computer was to that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like zero to the eighties versus just the two year difference that happens nowadays. It's like okay, that's, that improvement is, yeah. is so much further, yeah. and. It's it's just crazy to think about, and I mean it's hard to navigate. And it, since we're moving so fast, it's hard to keep up. But I think, like you like you were saying, COVID COVID kind of dialed me in a little bit more. And I think part of it is just not being afraid of it. Like I've had so many talks with musicians about TikTok and how they just like hate it, and like they don't want to put themselves out there. It's like no one really watches your first couple <laughs> well, TikToks anyway. So it, might as I well mean, make it. it's just a thing. It's like if you get in the ground level of anything. You're going to be in a better spot than if you wait ten years to do it. Oh, you yeah. know, so the sooner you jump on any of the, the the new platforms, like I think Spotify just released a bunch of like you can do like short more short uh, form video content. So it's like I want to jump on that as soon as I know how to do it. I don't think it's available for all musicians yet. I think it's like the top tier yeah. musicians, but beta testing now. Yeah, and you know there there's still a lot of things like the canvas you can do, which is like the three to eight second videos on Spotify that you can upload if you get them in the portrait. Um, just little things like that that it's like, yeah, it's annoying but the the sooner you would adopt these things, you can't you just can't be afraid of them. I think that's, that's the bottom line. And there's some other you know, there's always going to be another one that kind of pops up and then it's like well, I gotta jump on that one. And you know, it's overwhelming that there's so many of them. But once you get in your head that it's just like because I remember when we were talking about this earlier before we even started the podcast, the YouTube Shorts. I mm-hmm. uploaded one of yours, and uh, you, you know it got over a thousand views. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I haven't had a video, and that's in an hour, got a thousand yeah. views. After it's weird with Shorts because it like it really cuts you off after yeah. an hour. But I mean, you got a lot of likes. You got a lot. Of, I mean, it's like thirty likes or something, mm-hmm. and over a thousand views. And you know, obviously, it feels good, and you're. But as um, soon as that hour is up, it's like, oh, you create something new or you're out of here for forever. Right. Well, and it changes so quickly. Like, the algorithms are different. I I was just saying that, uh, you know, a lot of my shorts, I, I kind of took a little break. And, I, like, my videos across the board, the views are d- down a little bit. But shorts, like, I haven't been able to get, like, 
almost any and like there were times where i'd break 3000 you know yeah. and it's like something changed they're doing something a little different maybe i'm not uploading enough but then it's like okay well they kind of you know they, they gear it towards the top tier musician and they want those people to come to their platform and use it so that way you know it's exciting and you know brings people there so it's like once that gets kind of introduced to the general population and those big names start coming over then all your views start to you know get, get lower and you know they want you to pay for promotion at a certain point so it's like i feel like if you can get in like before that window on these on these different platforms mm -hmm. you know you, you have such a chance to thrive for yeah. a little while like the first people who got into twitch on in so twitch March is one i'm not familiar with and this is a thing like i need i need it's to, very much so i need more to heavily drawn towards gaming video games right that's um, what i've always thought of it as there's musicians on there there's live art there's people who just talk there's people who are just like kind of like podcasts like live chat with it's it's much more interactive i feel like than some of the other platforms where you're just there to to digest it to be a consumer of it whereas i feel like twitch you really get to be if you are you talked with people you are the, the the viewer but you are part of the community that can be um and it's it, it is monetized in some ways too so like if you want to have a, a comment that goes top of the list and gets you know pinned there or request a song from an artist or tell a gamer to go to certain to take on a certain quest or something like that you can pay an artist with with their digital dust currency, whatever it is, the stars. I haven't gotten to that point where I'm monetized on it, but but you've, you've I've jumped into gaming, it. I've streamed me gaming Madden and Fortnite and um, even Rocket League. Uh, and you've done some music stuff. I've on done there. some music stuff on there. I've done some live performance. It's really just like, okay, I'm gonna start putting some stuff out there. What what do people even care about for me to do? But also, you know, if I'm gaming and then playing music, sometimes they come for the gaming to stay for the music. Sometimes they come for the music and stay for the gaming, and it just makes it so it's like. You're building. All it is nowadays is building your your community, community, your emailing list, your likes, followers, subscribers. You're you're building up as many people who are ready, willing, and able to digest your content, and that's that's how you make a following. Like, if you have a million subscribers and you sell an album and and ten percent of them buy it, or ten percent of them buy a single, even five percent of it, you're talking fifty grand right there, and, and just single people like a uh, million to down to five percent so um it's it can be crazy what but you, that's that's the goal is the to community build thing is an interesting you have thing yeah. yeah it's it's just like same just go like cross the board with spotify everybody has their own like curated playlist of bands that they really like and you know there's no radio that's like mass mm -hmm. i mean there is radio but it's not like it was you know yeah. why would you listen to the radio when you could listen to exactly whatever you want in any moment i mean rather than wait I'm around I'm a podcast guy nowadays all right. the time like well podcasts are great because for me because i'm always trying to be productive so i can put that in my ear and be entertained while i'm doing some of this grunt work that i don't know you know video editing mm -hmm. you know i don't need both ears to cut clips sometimes or you know things like that where uh it doesn't need my full attention like even booking like booking mm -hmm. is a pretty tedious thing but it's like copy and paste emails right to, essentially uh, that's what you're doing yeah, yeah. yeah and then occasionally calling places you know I, I i really just gave up on calling i just i find that it's so hard to get in touch with the right person unless you already know them yeah. unless they're a person that you have if if i have somebody's number and i can text them or call them that is the booker that's fine mm -hmm. but i don't call bars really because i think that it's just like 
it's about the turnaround. You know, it's an, it's all a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Like kind of what you're saying with your community, like having the community 10%, you get a you know a good amount of return on that. But it's like, you know, I could send you know 25 emails. I'm probably and get probably two, three get responses. <laughs> well, yeah, but then if I call places, I get way less. You know, yeah. it's like and it takes more time, and then I have to call back a second time to talk to the right person, and they're only here from this time to this time. Yeah, that's the worst. You know the and then you you get them, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, a, a book in this date maybe and. Uh, Email in writing is always better. Yeah, because you can just have your whole list of open dates. They can look at it, be like, "That's the one." You can send your link right along with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they can like listen to you. Do you fit the vibe of the bar? Um, And you know, it's like, like I said, it's just a numbers game. So it's not that I play all the time. I don't think it's necessarily because I'm so great. I think it's because you know, I put the time in with the booking, you know, mm-hmm. I put the time, I put, I put the numbers up and mm-hmm. that's very tedious. But what we're saying, you know, the podcast thing is nice where it's, you know, you can, you can put that in the ear, be entertained mm-hmm. while doing annoying things. Yep. But all right. So, uh, you're probably trying to get out of here. I yeah. I got to pick pretty, up the kids pretty, pretty uh, quick. Let's March talk to 20th. Bunny. It yeah. should be out. They, uh, the distribution company said they don't like additional text on an album cover oh, I always, got okay, stung with that, that so I had curtain call and Kylie app in my little suitcase that says Kylie app corn rock and it's like my little tip basket so that was on the the picture and they so didn't want the word corn, corn rock. rock which I was like that's even more like ridiculous like right. that's just like marketing unless that's you like put it only in the marketing. title yeah because you could put, put it in the title yeah. but then you have a weird hashtag thing in the title yeah. that you probably and I want it to be curtain call Nothing after Curtain Call Act 2, Curtain Call right. Act 3. Yeah. I should have done Act 1, but I didn't think about that. I think the original. I think you can the have original. The original doesn't have to have it. Right. Yeah. But um, March 20th, March be 20th, on the lookout. I'll be sharing. didn't get delayed with the album artwork, but I'll be hopefully, As soon hopefully. as it's up, I'll be posting it. Right. And we'll, we'll, I'll post it everywhere. I'll put some links in the description so everybody can check it out. Hashtag uh, Corn Rock. Yeah. Be, <laughs> be, follow that hashtag so you can see what Kyle's up to. Uh, check the description for all the other places to follow them. As always, I appreciate anybody who takes time to listen. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.